Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Presented by Church Health. Caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? Uh, Radio Free Europe, the debut single from R.E.M. in honor of Media Day today. So, uh, Derek Rose showed up at Media Day uh, without his shirt on. Did you see, Have you seen that? I've not seen that. Yeah, Derek Rose showed up at Media Day not wearing a shirt, and the idea was to prove uh, all the fitness work that he had done this uh, this summer. So... Uh, are you going to go shirt, no shirt today? I'm definitely going shirt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going shirt as ne- well. Never been there, never been a shirts and skins media day. <laughs> I, I would suggest not doing that. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Um, we'll, we'll 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 talk about uh, the various things media for a while. Let me start with Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is uh, not going to be reporting to the Suns today. Uh, because they are going to let him gonna sit out until they can find a trade destination for him. We talked, he said that in all caps uh, on Twitter. We talked about this briefly Friday. Um, what now? What do you think now? How about the Grizzlies being the trade destination for him? Um, I mean, I think Jay Crowder makes some sense on the Grizzlies. I'm not sure... They just started construction in the building. Do you need to re- call me back and have me relocate, or is it? Uh, we can hear you right okay. now. Yeah, we can. This hear was you. not happening until just now. Well, um, where, where are you? Are you in the? You're in. I'm, the... At, I'm at Crosstown, and suddenly oh. they just started construction in the atrium. That oh. was not happening. And we can hear you so far. Right now, we heard a little um, banging, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I think Crowder makes a lot of sense on the Grizzlies. I'm not sure that a trade between the Grizzlies and the Suns makes a lot of sense for Phoenix. Um in part because I mean, it's sort of hard to do a trade between two teams that have the same goals. That's not really how trades tend to work. Right. Um, the main thing the Grizzlies would want to trade in terms of matching salary is Danny Green, who won't play until spring if he plays at all. Brimley Phoenix, who's trying to win a title this year, too. If they're trading Jay Crowder, they're looking for something to help them now. So I don't really – I doubt – I think in the absence of other options, you could see that, but I assume Phoenix will have better options than that. The one thing I could see if it was if it were a three-team deal, and you get a team that's not really competing in the mix, like I could see, you know, the Phoenix doing a deal with San Antonio, where they get you know a Doug McDermott or a Josh Richardson or one of their sort of rotation players, and then the Spurs as a team, not trying to compete, has no use for Jay Crowder, or they reroute him somewhere else. 
Now, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder was a, at least perceived to be, and, and all the public comments at the time were that he was a good locker room guy, good leader, all of that when he was here last time. But I, 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 do you wonder at all that if Jay Crowder wants, a, let, let's, let's pretend something could be worked out to bring him to the Grizzlies, that he wants a bigger role than the Grizzlies would be prepared to cede to him given that they might want one of their young players to ascend into this role? Well, sure, but, like, you don't always get what you want. I, I just don't know. I, I mean, part of the question here is why is what's going on with him in Phoenix that, you know, has him wanting to trade? Um, is it that they're talking about bringing him off the bench behind Cam Johnson, or is there more than that? I think Crowder's reached the point in his career where he's going to have a mid-rotation role no matter where he goes. Like, there may be places where he would start, in Memphis, like he might start initially, but he would not start once Jaron Jackson came back. But like Jay Crowder is going to be a middle of the rotation guy, no matter where he goes. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Anyway, uh, th- that is certainly interesting. Do you, as the Grizzlies now, then try to um, figure out who is going to start first? We will get some kind of an update on Jaron Jackson Jr., even if it's to say, and I gather it might be that he is on schedule. If they say he is on schedule, what is schedule? Um, well, I mean, what they said initially was the four to six months, and based on that schedule, the four months would have it early November, and the six months would have it early January. That's a pretty big gap, or yeah, four to six months. In term, now that you get to the meaningful season, that's a pretty big gap between early November and early January. Um, so, well, that, I guess that's the most newsworthy thing that we expect to hear out of this, uh, out of this, whatever. There'll be some kind of an update about Jaron Jackson Jr., even if it's to just say that he is on schedule. As they start to um, figure this out, do you imagine by the end of the preseason, like, will they have their answer here, or is this something that they're going to be figuring out for the first, basically until Jaron comes back? Like, how, how can you imagine it unfolding, the the jostling for Jaron's job or that role? Oh, I think they'll make some decision on what they're doing in terms of a starter and a rotation for opening night, and I think odds are they'll stick with that. Um, I, 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 I think it would be unlikely that, that they would have a, a, a starter on opening night, that they would change a week later unless it was some other injury-related thing. I can't imagine, like, you know, whatever they, they glean from training camp and, and, and preseason, I think will not be so shaky that, like, you, you go out opening night and whoever it is, like, plays poorly and then you, right. and then you change it. I think that's unlikely, um, given that it won't be. It'll be probably at most two months, but probably less than that. Have you – what do you think the odds are that Jake LaRavia gets this job? Obviously, he did not have a promising summer. Um, I think decent. I think you got to be careful overdoing summer league a little bit. Um, I, I think, you know, there's sort of four real options, it seems to me, and that's Clark, LaRavia, Aldama, or going to small ball with, with Dylan and Zaire together at the forward. Um I think they really like LaRavia. They spent two picks to get him at 19, which is fairly high. Um, he's a multiple-year multiple year college player. He is the kind of player that in the past they have, like, forced into the rotation. Um, and I, I think they would do so again if he, they thought he was up to it. 
Um, his skill set, that's not going to stretch the floor, move the ball, don't need it a lot, sort of fits. And so I, I, I wouldn't rule that out at all. Uh, how about David Roddy? He was good in the summer. I got no feel for Roddy. I, I, yeah, he was good in the summer. I, I mean, you know, Josh Selby was good in the summer. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, I no, I know that. Good. Like, yeah. I'm saying I really don't know. I, I his, his game. It's hard to find comparisons for him among NBA players in terms of his combination body skill set. And to me, it's hard to look at him in summer league and like translate that to NBA. So I really have no idea. Uh, what's the rotation going to look like at the two? Obviously, oh, Bain. I mean, yeah, Bain and then yeah, Kanchar. I mean, yeah, I think that's the idea. I mean, you 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 trade Melton, um, you give Kanchar the extension. You didn't really add another. I mean, that's only the that's the weakest position on the team depth wise. I think you'll see you'll see times where they'll play. You know, we're talking about Dylan and Zaire starting together at the forwards. I think there'll be times we see them together on the wing, and one of you call one of them the two. You know, there'll be lineups where if you want to call Zaire the four, you can call him the four. I think there'll be lineups where if you want to call him the two, you can call him the two. And so I think they're set up to do some of that. Uh, last year, when we came into the, I, I don't know what you were saying the the bar should be last year, as if there is really a bar. But I think the hope was, hey, if you could just not be in the play-in game, that would be great. And I wasn't prepared to say that being in the play-in game was any kind of a disaster last year. But I think there was a general feeling like, boy, that would be a good goal, to have not being in the play-in game um, last last year, which, of course, we then ratcheted the goals up uh, seemingly every step of the way as the season as the season progressed. Now, does it feel like top four seed in the West would be that same kind of a reasonable goal? Or is that... Yeah, where do you what, what heading into this media day? Where do you put the bar? Yeah, I mean you get into like really sort of narrow sort of semantic territory in terms of like goal versus like acceptable or like you know right, to me right. that's, that's slightly different thing. Yeah. So in terms of goal, I do yeah top four I think is a good goal. In terms of like this is fine, I think it's six. I, I just think I think I to me there's so little separation on paper among the top six and maybe seven and maybe eight teams in the West, that I have a hard time putting expectations for any one of them that, that, that you know, that, that you have to be a top four team or whatever or your season's been unacceptable. I just think it's too, it's too much of a cluster. And so I think top four is, is, is the right goal for the regular season, and I think avoiding the play-in is an acceptable outcome just because of the depth of talent among the teams. Um. It's funny, Jeffrey was, when we were talking about this, he, he, he put it in terms of wins, like 50 wins. And maybe that's better because that's what you can control, whereas top four, you're dealing with, it's all relative, you know, so who the hell knows right. where it's going to be. I like thinking about it better because it's really where you finish is more meaningful than the number of wins in some ways. You know, you're trying to get a home playoff series, et cetera. But, but to bring it back to what you just said, what teams, in fact, in the West do you think should be an expectation, a disappointment if they're not in the top four. Golden State, clearly, the defending champions, I, right? I don't, again, I don't know that I feel that way strongly about anything. Any. Just because I think, because you, you hit a certain number. I could say I feel that way about Golden State. I feel that way about Phoenix. I feel that way about the Clippers. I feel that way about Denver. 
The Grizzlies were second in the West last year, so you should fill that. And now you're now you're at five already, and, and you don't have a Minnesota team that has three of the top twenty-five players in the league. Um, and you know, and so again, I, I just think the top, and you have Dallas, who is the MVP candidate, who was in the conference finals last year. I just think that the the talent is so bunched. Now it's going to separate itself in the regular season for two injuries and various things. So it, it's not going to end this way. But to start this way on paper, I just I think you could talk yourself into as many as seven teams winning the West. So, and you don't, at first you were talking about it as six. Do you, so Golden State, Phoenix. Well, I'm, doing this, I'm doing this all top of my head. I know, so, yeah. I know, I know. But Golden State, Phoenix, the Clippers, Denver, the Grizzlies, Minnesota, and Dallas. And that you, gets you to seven, right? Yeah, do you put them, that's seven. Do you put them all in the same bucket, or do you have? Uh, Not quite. I'm a little more skeptical on Dallas. But again, Dallas was in the conference finals last year and has a top five player in the league. But I don't, that, that. Team top to bottom, I don't think is as good as these other teams, talent wise. So I don't. I that's my that's the one I'm squishiest on. And Minnesota sort of has to prove it with this fit. So I'm a little squishier on them too. But I think their upside. Like if you told me Minnesota's going to win the West in the regular season, I'd say okay. Like sure, I mean I can see it if it all clicks. But I'm a little squishier on those two teams. So I would put them a half step behind those other five. And that, by the way, is those seven, and we have not mentioned the team that has New Anthony, Orleans. We have, that has Zion or, or, or the Lakers, New Orleans right. or the Lakers. I was going to go Lakers, but yes, you could have yeah. done either one. That gets you to nine, and those teams. I, I don't. I can't really imagine the Lakers winning the West because, but they got that LeBron and Anthony Davis. You know, like that team's bad after those, those yeah. two guys. But it's yeah. I, yeah, I can't imagine them being in the. I can imagine them being six though. Clearly, you know, I can yeah. imagine. You just can't imagine because injuries. LeBron and AD aren't going to play enough good and uh, enough games at a high enough level to win the West. But you could imagine New Orleans. I mean, as a that team has total tons flyer of talent. Yeah, that team has tons of talent. If, if if Zion comes back in what he was two years ago, which by the way was an All NBA player and one of the three or four best offensive players in the league, the one healthy season he had. And, like, Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum and, like, you know, Jonas and her. That, that team's got tons of talent. So that's nine teams. That is nine flipping teams, yeah. if you include New Orleans and L.A., who, who could all be, yeah. And you don't imagine. That's why, that's why if the Grizzlies finish six, I'm not going to say, oh, this has been a disaster. I'm going to say, okay, it depends on how the season goes. You know, if all these teams are as good as I think it they is are, weird to be a, it is good teams. It is weird know? to be a young. It is. It is not a usual position, and I'm not saying it's anyone's fault or it's not accurate to be a to be an ascending team with a group of you know young super young young gifted players who just finished second in the West and say, yeah, they might finish sixth this year or seventh. That's you know whatever else, and it it would be okay. They, they- it's a weird. It is a weird thing. The stars sort of aligned last year. They finished second in the West in a season where Jamal Murray played zero games, Zion Williamson played zero games, Kawhi Leonard played zero games. You know, Paul George missed a huge chunk of the season. Michael Porter Jr., who might be the third best team for Denver, missed most of the season. I mean, it was just one of those kind of things. So if those teams bounce back, um, it's just, you know, if all those players had played all of last season, I don't know if the Grizzlies are second. They they might have been, but I don't know. I don't know that they would have been. Uh, it's funny to look around. I do like, 
I like media day. It goes on a little long and it's a little whatever, but, but um, it's fun. It's fun to see everybody again. And then I look like looking around the league to see the various things from around the league. I've already seen, we've seen Derek Rose with his shirt off. That was entertaining. And then Kevin Durant just sitting there in a Brooklyn jersey. <laughs> sort of fun in and of itself. And then Russ is going to be there in L.A. Like, it's, this, this is both remarkable for the, play, for the, team, for the players that moved this offseason and remarkable for the team, for the, for the players that didn't move this offseason. Um, I think you described the Grizzlies as one of the more drama-free summers because it feels like the summer has been loaded with drama all over everywhere, right? I mean, doesn't that sort of, I don't know. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and honestly, I wrote that I, I, mean, I wrote that column that came out on Thursday last week. Uh-huh. So it's been out a while, but I wrote it before the Emei Ima- Adoka stuff really happened. So I didn't even include Boston in like, <laughs> right, the, like the, the, drama. the dramatic situations. Yeah. All right, well, you got to get down there, and i got to get down there in a little bit. So I will see you at FedEx Forum. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 